Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. We're Heather Andrews, Coach David, and myself, James Johnson. And Heather's not with us today because Heather had to run. So you've got Coach David and myself. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good. And you, sir? Oh, you know, one day at a time. If I was better, I'd be twins because you remember it's always a choice. You know, when it comes to being healthy, wealthy, and grateful, I mean, certainly from a healthy standpoint, you're the guy to talk to because, you know, that's what you do for a living. You you go and you um, go out and teach people how to be healthy. It is. Yeah, I I, uh, I spend vast amounts of time between being an online coach, being an a, a, a coach. And then in, in the spare time I have, I'm doing it too. I'm out biking, hiking, strength training, hockey, everything else like that. And then if I'm not doing that, then I'm at home going over, you know, journal articles and, you know, new stuff that's out there. Because I feel that's important that everybody, um, you know, learns about what's going on. So, you know, we're very fortunate because we live here in Southern California about, yes, you know, we've got this tremendous weather that goes on pretty much year round. We don't have to worry about freezing our asses off in the middle of winter time. We can pretty much get out and go biking, hiking, surfing, all that kind of stuff. But one thing that does happen, as a matter of fact, happened here in the last few days is, is it gets extremely hot. Okay. And, and, very hot and humid here and there. Yeah, the humidity comes up for a couple of weeks. That happens generally in, in August, first part of September. But my point of that is, is, is during those times when it's extremely hot, how do you change your workout? I mean, do, do you find that to be a, a, a benefit or a hindrance to, to your working out? Well, I mean, it's, it's a bit of both because in terms of helping it, I mean, if it's hot outside, your burning more overall energy to stay cool. So, you know, um, if ordinarily that you go out and you would run and let's say that, that you burn 500 calories, when it's hot and humid outside, you're having to, you know, spend more energy to stay cool. So you, I'd spend 550, 580. The problem is, is that when you overheat, people tend to go, well, why am I out here for an hour or half an hour? I could just head home and it's easier. So the best things are if you can go out either early uh, before it gets hot or in the evenings after it's, you know, in hot all the day, or if you can, you know, do strength training or any of your other training into the doors, that's probably the best thing. And so does that mean that when you're say biking or hiking or that kind of stuff, you need to consume more water, electrolytes? How do you, how do you combat that if you still want to do the outdoor thing? Right. Well, I, I have, I've been on plenty of road rides where it's, you know, 108 outside and you wet your ass off. 
And yes, there is a product and I'm looking for it that I use. It's called sports eggs. If you are able to see that sports eggs and it's all your electrolytes, which are super duper important because if you just sweat and sweat and sweat and you just put back only drinking water, after a period of time, you're a little electrolyte balance will be off. And that will impact your overall abilities to keep doing your sport. So I would, so every hour I'm popping at least one of these pills so that it keeps everything equal. And then obviously I drink a lot more. Um, the other thing that I do and I have every athlete I train to do is in every bottle of water that they drink, put a good pinch of a little like, salt in it. And then the salt helps balance everything. And it'll help you drink more. What is an electrolyte and what does it do for you? An electrolyte balances um, your your electrical current and how it's firing in your muscles. So when it's off, when you've got high amounts of either one, you know, sodium or or potassium, things are not firing how how they should. Which so leads that, that's to what you, causes cramping and that kind of that's stuff. That's what causes cramping. That's what causes you to, you know, feel horrible out there, you know, not having uh, energy and the, 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 those things. And so, and so, what's your sport of choice during this time of year? I mean, is it just lifting weights? Is it aerobics? Is it bike riding? What, what, are you, what is your preference as you come into the summer? Uh, well, I, I lived weights uh, on a five to ten a split. So I do uh, day one is like, I sit in my back. Day two is legs. Day three is off. Day four is shoulders and arms. And day five is off. And I just keep going through that one over and over and over again. So I'm always doing that. Um, in terms of actual like sport, my sport is mountain. Okay, I love it. I I, I try to go out as often as I can. Um, so that's the thing I do. You know, in the spring, summer, fall. I mean, all year here. Um, but then I love also like downhill skiing and everything else like that. So um, yeah. So you're one of those guys that likes to ride up the hill, right? I ride up the hill, I, but I, as much as I love going uphill, and I do, I mean, it's fun, and, you know, the heart rate up high, and you're breathing hard, and you're sweating your ass off. I love going downhill because it's just, it's, it's that whole, you know, like how fast can I go before bad things happen? happen and I I, I I always love that that feeling of going to down a you know an area where it's you know hard and you got rocks and turns and up into the downs and it, it's like you know how, how am I able to do this and not ended up hurt 
I so understand that concept. The um, up, up at, at at Snow Summit, uh, I guess they still call it Snow Summit, Big Bear. You can go up and take your uh, get a chairlift ride to the top. I have there, tried it. It is fun as hell. There are some fantastic trails to come down through there, but that you know there are parts inside there that you know that really test your riding skills where literally you have to put your ass over the back of the wheel you have to get behind the seat put or your ass over the back of the wheel unless you want to go over the handlebars you know well and 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 on those on those areas where they have that where it's that ski lift up and you come to, to, to down they will often make trails where you know you're going over like humps and of those things and you've got to really be watching down the uh, trail because, uh, again, bad things happen. And when you're not prepared and you're doing the wrong thing or you go, go, go off of these things the wrong way, it's really easy to fly over your little bars. And at, you know, 25, 30 miles an hour, that can really be painful. Yeah, so when my son was very young, he was two years old, maybe, you know, very young, at the age where you put him in the backpack on your on your back, right? Right, right. I, I took him up on, on the chairlift and rode back down the hill. And if his mother knew the trail, we actually came down. <laughs> He'd probably be very mad. She would kill me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but, those things happen, right? But, but, you know, he got, I was very, you know, I, I, I've done it enough times to know that, you know, this is going to kill me or not. And, and so I was very cautious bringing him down, but I actually got off and walked at a couple points. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for, 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 for sure. It, it's, it's the only thing that I, I find uh, strange is when people who don't have as much skill, they're trying to overstretch, over each and go down trails that they have no business going down. And it's always like, you know, either go down them very slowly and just observe and watch others and, and you know, or don't go down them. You know, <laughs> I, I see more people who get hurt because they're just going hard to, to down hills that they shouldn't be on. And bad things happen and they're like, I don't understand. And you're like, well, it was fairly clear for everybody you know well i think at the big bear hospital they call it the car the collarbone shop during the <laughs> that's probably true that's probably true for the people that go over their handlebars because you know you do and, and it's funny you should say don't go down them because i'll tell you i've been on trails that like oh my god i'm gonna die okay and, and i still made it but you and it, it has a lot to do with your equipment too as with any sport you know the better your equipment the better the better you're going to be able to handle it too right 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 well and i'll call to that sometimes people don't understand what falling off your bike or doing those things really feels a little like because they haven't i mean Almost anyone who has been biking or biking for a period of time, everyone I know has had a crash. And the people who just dart and they go out there, they don't know how it feels like. And then they're just like, well, I'll be okay. They do the wrong thing. They get off the bike at 25 miles an hour. That doesn't feel good. 
Well, it's even worse when you're clipped in. So the, 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 funny, oh, part, the funny part about that is, is that, it, and if you don't know what clipped in means is that when you're, when you're riding a bicycle, there actually are clips on the bottoms of your shoes to actually secure you to the pebbles, all right? right. And, and to get out of them, you have to clip your foot sideways to get out. And sometimes you just can't do that fast enough before you fall over. But it, it's mountain biking is much like motorcycling and there are only two types of motorcycle riders. There are <laughs> right. those that have been down and those that are going down. And if you ride a motorcycle long enough, you are gonna crash. And if you ride a mountain bike long enough, you are gonna crash. By all means, yes. I mean, I've been over the handlebars uh, on a road bike twice and on a mountain bike twice, and neither of them were fun. Uh, I broke several teeth on on my road bike. Uh, that was very bad. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to have to give you a lesson in judo so the next time you do that, you don't hurt yourself as much. By all means, because I, I've heard that the big thing that when people crash, their natural instinct is to put their arms out. And oh, what I've always, you know, been told and heard, and I, I've tried, is that the moment that you start, you know, going over your bars to pull everything in, because how you, you know, hurt your arm is by throwing it out there, and it lands first, and it jars, and then you're screwed well let me let me explain it to you in a physics way of, of thinking oh god if i if you lift your arm and i take a baseball bat and i hit you sideways across your ribs as hard as i can what will happen and those ribs are gonna break i'm gonna break your ribs if i take the exact same baseball bat and instead of hitting you this way across your ribs I hit you sideways, but I hit the bat to hit your entire side of your body at the same time with the same amount of force, what will happen? You'll get really bruised up, but you probably won't take anything. That's exactly correct. So what you're doing is you're distributing the same amount of force over a larger area. Right. So whenever you hit the ground, whenever if you're falling off the side of a building, you're doing anything, the worst thing you can do is try to stop yourself. The best thing you can do is to try to take the fall. And you want to get as much of your body to touch the ground as possible at the same right. time. Okay. So when you're when you're rolling into that ball, you need to be turning at the same time. You need to be twisting so that you're catching that over your shoulder and your hips and all the way down the side. This thing versus up. Hard yeah, you, you don't want to take that solid hit, okay? You want you want to take the hit, but then you want to continue to roll as that happens. But you want it to contact as much of your body as, as, as you can at one time. You got to understand something. It's going to hurt, okay? But you're probably not going to the hospital. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I don't know that any crash over about 10 miles an hour, I think, hurts. Oh yeah, I, I, I can tell you that's an absolute fact. Okay, as a matter of fact, you can crash at two miles an hour and make it hurt. So it depends on what you hit on the way down. You know, it isn't, it isn't the fall that kills you. No, it isn't. It's a sudden stop at the end. The impact, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, right.
<laughs> it's, once again, it's physics. <laughs> the body in motion wants to stay in motion, and, and when it hits something solid, it continues to like move forward, breaking other parts of your body. For sure. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. <laughs> so, so, so during this period of time, how I mean, other than the, and surfing, because you're the big like surfer guy who's out. Every day, every other day, every three uh, I days? Surf, I surf two to three days a week if I can. I mean, I don't surf every day. It'd be impossible to surf every day because there's just never waves every day. So Of course. Right, right, right. And so do, do, do you do anything else? Any like mama biking or? Well, I used, I used to play a lot of racquetball, but they've made that kind of difficult as a result of these viruses. I uh, haven't mountain bike. I have a really exp expensive mountain bike. I haven't rode it in a long time. I have been playing a fair amount of pickleball. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's actually been a lot of fun. Um, the greatest thing about pickleball, I think, is is that anyone can play it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I've seen people that have really not a lot of athletic ability and that do very, very well at it. As a matter of fact, women often are better at pickleball than men because it's more of a finesse game and men are more like overpowering. Okay. Yeah, always yeah. trying to hit it too hard, which doesn't, doesn't make it bad. It's just that there is a big thing about finesse. It's more about reactions and times like that. Um, I'm certainly not as good at pickleball as I am at say racquetball or something like that. And okay. So season is over. So we're, we're, we're pretty much now into those, those things. So for those folks who don't know what it is, explain to us what it is. I mean, I have never played it. I've played every other sport involving a racket, racquetball squash, all of those things like that. But I have not ever played this. Is it like okay, well, we're gonna have a mix to between play. like so, ping so pong? Basically, basically, I would say if I had to guess, I'm going to say it's about – maybe two thirds of a tennis court, uh, maybe I'm just guessing. Okay. okay. And it, it's got a shorter net. The net is probably a foot shorter than a tennis court net. So like you, you have, you have, have a, a section right by the net. That's probably six feet wide. That's called the kitchen that you can't go in unless the ball bounces in it. And then it's segregated like a tennis court. So it's got a line up the middle and you've got a you've got sides to serve to. Okay. Okay. You play with a paddle. Okay. Not a racket, but a paddle. It's more like ping pong than anything. And and it's it's got a wiffle ball. So it's like ping pong on steroids. So it's kind of a cross between tennis, ping pong, racquetball, lots of the racket sports. Edmonton. Right. So so it's it's you know it's fun i mean i i i can just tell you that the hardest part about it is learning how to count and learn and learning the rules if you the, the, those that you can remember those things okay like where you're supposed to be at on serves and that kind of stuff on which side you're on whether you're being served to or whether you're serving does the ball have to bounce on the way back that kind of stuff uh, once you figure that stuff out it's relatively simple okay okay and, and then, and for a guy like me that likes to hit the crap out of the ball when I play racquetball, you know, I, I you know, if I'm shooting the ball at 125, 150 miles an hour, that's a good day, right? right. Here, 
it ain't about that. Okay. Very rarely are you are you smacking the ball that hard. And even if you could, it's a wiffle ball. You can't you can't get it to go high speed. Get it very fast. Right. 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 So it's, so, it's more it's more about finesse in many cases. Although you can you can smack it pretty hard, but if a person's got a good enough reaction, they just still got to get a paddle on, and it's probably coming back across the net. Nice. So how long would you say an average game lasts? Well, I would say that an average game is probably 20, 25 minutes. Okay, so it's a lot like your your your, your squash or those things where it's, you know, a certain amount of points and it only lasts about 15 minutes, 20 minutes-ish. Yeah, yeah, along those lines. It can be longer. I mean, you got really good players. Rallies can go on and on and on and on. Right, but somebody's going to score. Every time that the ball's hit, somebody's going to score. You don't have to be serving to score. Oh, okay. So it, okay. someone's scoring on every serve. I like that. I like that. Okay. Well, uh, I would be up for uh, playing here. So why don't we – there's a place, there's a place for Justin not too far away. Let's keep that in mind. We're at our 20 minutes. So, listen, we're healthy, right. wealthy, and grateful. Remember, you know, if you're sitting here thinking, what does this have to do with healthy, wealthy, and grateful? Well, hey, it has everything to do with it, okay? I mean, you should be grateful that you can get outside and actually do this stuff. It makes you healthy. And as far as being wealthy goes, wealth comes in many different ways. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. We're Coach David, James Johnson, and Heather Andrews. Remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever because you just might. Keep smiling, make it a great day, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.